You know what time it is. It is time for our first economic update of 2023 with Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. Yay! Welcome. Oh my word, happy new year. I hope you had a restful and joyful and blessed time with your family as I did. It was it was relaxing. Man, we did. We are so glad to be back, though. There are big things coming out. So over the weekend, we were getting some texts from you about some articles. We're like, okay, I think this is going to be a very big deal. This will be a big economic update. Yep. It's it's huge. I mean, so we now know the numbers from last year, right? So 2022 is as bad as, as it was. Um, things, things change politically mm-hmm. and economically that are actually setting the stage for 2023. Um, and, and this is not a, a stage, this is not a, not a play where we want to even watch it or be a participant in it, right? Because uh, it was like 2022 was just um, the setting of the table. Mm-hmm. And now we're all invited to eat, right? And this is, this mm-hmm. is not good. So, so as you look back, um, 2022, the stock market, you know, the, the NASDAQ was down over 33% for the year. Um, the you know, when you look at January 1st to the end, you know, December 31st, yep. right? Um, the the Dow was down about 10%. And, and but from January to December 31st, silver was up 7%. So if you look at, wow, if you look at the difference there, right? They're down 33% in the NASDAQ, which so many people are invested into tech stocks and everything else, minus 33 mm-hmm. to plus seven, that's a 40% differential, mm-hmm. right? So, but that's the longer term trend. That's just from a date, right? From from January to, to January 1st to January 1st. But you look at the more intermediate and immediate trends, and what are we seeing? We're seeing uh, the stock market actually accelerate its decline. We're seeing silver. Uh, this, is, this is a wild stat. Since September, the last quarter of the year is up 37%. Wow. Last quarter. Because as as we record this today, I mean, silver's up like 65 cents. It's well over 24, right? So, Mm -hmm. but you look at September, it was in the upper 17s. So this is fascinating, right? And it's like, this everything that we're telling people to do, and we've been shouting from the rooftops, it's like, we can't change the news. Nope. We can't change the political dynamics of the world that we're living in. We can't change the economic global trends that are happening with high inflation, high interest rates, people not working, wages not keeping up, right? So these are just the reality of the world mm-hmm. we're living in. So what are we trying to do? Putting these puzzle pieces together of politics and economics and the social dynamics of, of the world we're living in to be in the right place at the right time. And I, I'm sad for, for most of America because... Let's face it, only only a couple percent of the population actually invest into gold and silver. That means 98% are stuck mm-hmm. and with their retirements in, in NASDAQ down 33% and the Dow down 10%. They're losing everything they've worked their whole life to accumulate. Mm-hmm. While the people that are watching flyover, that have so many of them called literally thousands of people wow. last year that we got out of harm's way that are up, right? Man. And, and Look at the difference, David and Stacy, of of the up versus what they were in, which is down a lot. It's it's about a forty percent differential. Imagine 40%. on a hundred dollar investment, 
That's a difference of $40,000. I mean, mm-hmm. that's huge, right? Huge. That's, that's massive. Now, apply that to a million-dollar investor. Now we're talking mm-hmm. $400,000. I mean, this being in the right place at the right time is so key, but there's writing on the wall, right? Yeah. There's these mm-hmm. fundamental forces politically that are now being played out. It's almost like 2022 was the, the testing ground. It was the, the setting of the table to get everybody ready for what's happening in 2023. And, and we're seeing some devastating things already. And those are some of the articles that I sent you yeah. mm-hmm. that I talked about. So, and we put all the all the links down below as well as we kind of go through these. But it is, you know, it, we let's be transparent. We we pray before we start this recording every right. single time. And and I always have that same feeling when we do this. And I've shared it before. But you know, the story of the old man and the boy walking along the edge of the beach, and the little boy's throwing starfish back into the ocean, and the old man's like, "Hey, what are you doing?" He's I'm saving starfish. And he goes, "Well." You know, it's just one. It doesn't make any difference. Look how many there are out here. And he goes, what made a difference to that one? Yep. And I, I feel that way with every one of these recordings because we look at this stuff, we talk about it, and you got companies out there like like Disney's getting ready to sell off ESPN. Disney's going to mm-hmm. sell off ABC. They, they they took such a bath, you know, last year. So many of these big, you know, what you consider staple company, these big behemoths have, have just tanked. And people have their you know, diversified retirement's tied up in these things. They're like, well, it's diversified, but it's diversified a bunch of woke companies that mm-hmm. are tied to these global agendas wow. and things that are going on. We've spent $200 million per congressional district in America just sending to Ukraine last year. Last year. And then that's not blankets and food and stuff. That's just weapons and, and, and financial relief. $200 million. So wherever, if you're watching this today, whatever congressional district you're in, mm-hmm. you you know, you know you spent $200 million on Ukraine last year. But it wasn't money that was in the back room on a pallet. It's just printed. So we got printing of money. We got the the you know the global issues. We got the stock market. Every person that we can reach with this message is getting out of harm's right. way. Maybe you just want your money out of the bank because they're CBDCs, and maybe they're going to seize it and change it. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many things that can happen. This is the safest move. But it's rare that you have something that's the safest move of all time with such an upside right. where it's going up like this. Yeah. Well, it's totally true because normally if you want high return, you have to settle for high risk. And if you mm-hmm. want low risk, you have to settle for low return. Yeah. But that's not what we've got. It's this weird, unique time in history where you've got very low risk because it's the safest asset in the world, industrial demand, everything, right? On this major trend line, so you've got low risk and high return. What else could you ask for? That's that's a gift, right? Mm-hmm. And then, but but it's going to amplify. This is my beginning statement for the year, right? This is going to amplify because- we just had the lame duck Congress that yeah. passed a $1.7 trillion spending bill, right? Okay, so so the lame duck, this should be illegal, right? Because yep. when somebody's leaving us, okay, we're going we're gonna to pass a bill that the people following us are going to have to deal with the ramifications of our spending plan, right? Why not let the people that are coming into Congress determine how they want to spend money, right? So, mm-hmm. so you've got politicians that said, we're going to spend $1.7 trillion. I, I truly wouldn't have an issue with that. If we had $1.7 trillion laying around, and right. this is how we're appropriated. Yeah. Well, that's not the, we don't have it. So how are they going to get it? They're not getting it from tax revenues because people aren't spending money. Their wage discrepancy is, is becoming huge. People can't afford to live. So therefore, they're just going to go to the printing press and they're mm-hmm. going to print their way out of it, which is going to add even more inflation, which is probably why. At the end of last year, Jerome Powell had said numerous times, we're just going to keep raising rates until we kill inflation indefinitely, Mm -hmm. right? Because they know that their stupid policies 
are going to make things worse, and they've got to try to slow it down. But this spending bill amplifies and, and corresponds with everything that we've said. The two ways to get rid of inflation are to raise interest rates, or there's three ways. Raise interest rates, stop the printing of money, yep. or just kill the system altogether and let it die, right? Mm -hmm. So they just said by the $1.7 trillion spending bill, they're not going to stop printing money. Nope. Okay, we've already said that. So therefore, they're going to raise rates until it's unsustainable. Mm -hmm. Then I believe they're just going to let the markets die on their own and blame it on the markets so they can usher in their shiny white knight, you know, on a white horse and coming in to save the day, right? And it's mm -hmm. like, all right, that's the VCs. So central bank digital currency is probably going to be their answer to try to save things. Mm -hmm. And it's not going to do anything because it does nothing to address inflation. All it does is take away people's, strip away their freedom yeah their privacy, but they could never get that dumb thing passed if it weren't for such a huge crisis that people would say, give us anything, yep. anything yes. at all, right? That's, that's so, exactly right. Now, in the articles you sent us, you had one about Putin. What is going on there? Okay, this is, this is very weird, and there's some dots that we need to connect. So this was done on December 28th, right? So Putin basically, so let's take a step back. December 3rd, the G7 nations, so America, the big industrial nations in Europe like Germany, Italy, France, right, and Japan, the, the seven largest economies in the world, put a price cap on Russian oil of $60 a barrel. Well, we had talked about it on this show the day that that happened in early December. I said, if I were Putin, I just wouldn't sell those countries any oil. It's like, mm -hmm. why would they take a $19 a barrel loss? Right. Well, they wouldn't. I mean, that's stupid. So what did Putin say? He said, hey, you, you stupid countries that, that actually put a cap on our oil, we're just not going to sell to you starting February 1st. Okay. Man. So that's what he said. But let's take one creepy step backwards, okay? December 27th, the day before he said that, Dmitry Medvedev, former president of Russia and now Putin's top advisor, came out with this list of eerie predictions for 2023. I mean, spooky. Everything, and, and whenever you see something on the internet, don't take it at face value, right? Mm -hmm. It's just somebody's, and this is just somebody's opinion, because some of the stuff he said in there, there was going to be war in America, civil war, and, and California and Texas were going to secede. The United Kingdom was going to join the European Union, and the euro was going to collapse. That, that Ukraine mm. was going to be occupied by Poland and Hungary on the west and Russia on the east, right? So all of these are some political statements. Of course, he has to say that they're going to win the war in Ukraine. You know, who? maybe he's just trying to strike fear into the hearts of mind of people about civil war in America mm -hmm. and things like that. But there was one thing that he said that really gave me pause. Because what is Russia? They're the largest oil producer in the world. And when it comes to oil and gas, they know what they're talking about. Right. So what did Medvedev say? He said in 2023, the price of oil was going to double to $150 a barrel because it's 79. And the price of gas, the way that they measure gas is like by thousands of cubic feet or something like that. Right. So, mm -hmm. so right now it's five or it's the highest it's ever been in Europe is $2,100 for 1,000 cubic feet or something like that, okay? He predicted 5,000. That's more than doubling in the next 12 months. So it's like, well, boy, we should probably listen to this because they do know oil and gas, and he's saying mm -hmm. that it's going to double. What's up their sleeve, right? 
what what do they know that we don't know that he's saying? And then the very next day, Putin comes out with the announcement. Again, Medvedev is his number one advisor. It says, we're not going to give oil or sell oil to any of those countries that signed this accord. Okay. Largest mm. countries in the world, the mm. nations, no longer getting oil or gas from Russia. That would do what? It would cause the price to go up probably double. Yeah. Right. Because you lose the largest supplier and prices are a function of supply and demand. If you lower supply and still have high demand, well, then prices go through the roof. Mm -hmm. This is exactly what happened the day after he made his creepy predictions. And so that got me thinking, it's like, oh, my word, if he was right on this one, was he right on the other ones, too? Right. It's like, I don't know. But what I do know is that Putin put a cap on it. And it makes total sense to me. If I were Putin, I would have done the same thing. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know what? You're going to make us lose money in every barrel. We're just not going to sell to you. I've got to take care of my people first. So this is what happened. So oil is going to go through the roof in 2023 because the Western nations that use it for manufacturing just got cut off completely mm -hmm. because of politics coming out of D.C. And, and the other G7 nations that put a cap that was lower than the current price, what did they expect was going to happen? Mm. They're trying to defeat them economically, but they're not because they can just yeah. sell oil to the rest of the BRICS nations, which China is the largest consumer of oil on the planet. They already have built-in demand. They don't right. need the seven nations, right? So, so all that that was was an accelerant to actually the economic demise and collapse that we're going to be seeing this year. So- you go one step further, and Saudi Arabia basically did what? Over the weekend, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, they decided, we're going to buy the, the majority, the, the largest share of Credit Suisse. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Suisse, huge bank, and we've talked about this. They had a huge collapse. They yep. they're, they're, um, can't afford to, to pay off their debts and everything else. So, the, the Saudi <laughs> royal crown prince bought 9.9% of Credit Suisse. Who's the second largest shareholder? BlackRock at 5%. Of course. So what are they doing, right? So Saudi Arabia mm. wanted to join the BRICS nations, right? Brazil, Russia, India, China, and all the other countries that are coming into to the fold there because China is spearheading this thing. They're making the BRICS nations economic superpower of the world. They're even talking about their central bank digital currency being backed by gold. Don't And so if somebody were to say, Kirk, you, you want a currency that's backed by gold. You should like this. It's like, well, if it weren't the, the BRICS central bank digital currency, right. which was right. the, that's like, yeah, I want currency that's backed by gold. But here's the thing. There's this carrot dangling out there. It's like, hey, world, invest in our central bank digital currency because it's better than the ones that are not. Mm -hmm. And and all else being equal, would you, David and Stacy, or anybody watching this show, if you were investing in other currencies, would you want one where they can just go to the printing press, press the button, and print it out of thin air, and it means nothing? Nope. Or would you want one that's backed with gold? Backed with gold. And not only would be willing to do that, does not have the moral backbone to not do that. There's no discipline. There's no structure. You mm -hmm. know, within this, they've 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 passed the point. Our government has passed the point of being able to ever pay the debt that mm -hmm. we've accumulated, you know, and so they're they're just now they're just like it's like somebody knows they're going bankrupt and they're just racking up the credit cards, mm -hmm. you know. Like there's there's no logic to that now. It's true. 
There's, there's no lives. Like it's all going to be wiped away. Let's just live like drunken sailors and get everything that we possibly can out of it. Right. Man. So yep. that's the feeling that we're getting. So, so the dangling of the carrot, getting people to invest in their currencies, central bank digital currency, once they're in, it's like, okay, then you've got the fundamentals of CBDC, total loss mm-hmm. of freedom, total loss of privacy, the ability to, to shut off your buying or selling, right? So it's this carrot, this shiny thing that's attracting people so they won't mm-hmm. be able to actually then, they'll just be complete people control. So this is what's going on. So what is the impact of Saudi Arabia investing into Credit Suisse? Now they're just actually diversifying a little bit out of their BRICS system, which is going to rule the world economically, right. just will, sadly. I hate to say it, but it's the reality. And they're now starting to put their feet and tentacles into the Western financial system. And to me, it's like, I don't know where these dots connect down the road, but I'll, all I can tell you is when the BRICS nations start to then control the Western financial system as well, it could be lights out for the banks, mm-hmm. right? Paving the way even more for a central bank digital currency, right? right? So, so boy, th- this is all happening at the beginning of the year. Mm-hmm. We're this is crazy. And the, and it kind of makes you look back and think, man, I wish we, yeah. uh, I wish the Biden administration wouldn't have blown up uh, the Nord Stream pipeline. Yeah. You know, and forced their hand on some of these things, you know, that they clearly, you know, have pushed us to this point. Well, choices have consequences, right? Mm -hmm. Um, Good choices have good consequences. Bad choices have bad consequences. And everything that we're seeing for us is freedom-loving Americans and people around the globe. I just just don't want to say Americans. Anybody around the globe who loves freedom should not like central bank Mm -hmm. digital currency. They should not like what's happening um, with the elimination of the petrodollar going into this, this system where all of our privacy is going to go away. But here's the thing. To protect and preserve, we've, we're already seeing it. The trends are being established, yep. right? Silver up 37% in the last quarter alone. I mean, look at that chart. Yep. There is since September. And unbelievable. it's going through the roof. Is it too late to buy, want- Kirk? Is it too late? No. I mean, $24? No. no. In fact, if people watch a show over the last year, I've been saying $75 to $100 uh, an ounce on silver for the next year to year and a half. I've been saying that for about a year. I think mm-hmm. that's where it's going. We're doing a show with, with Bo Polney this week, right? Yeah. And this is going to be amazing because he, his numbers are even way more mm-hmm. higher than mine. So are Bix Weirs. There's economists that are up there. Now, there's there's a, one of the, the big mining publications that talk to miners, right? It's, it's like an industry research they're, they're expecting by the year 2025, silver is going to be 75. By 2024, the beginning of 24, that silver is going to be over $50 an ounce. These are in line with what I've been saying. Mm-hmm. And these are the industry numbers based on supply and demand, projected inventory, and, and downdraft on the, on the COMEX deliverable inventories. They're just expecting silver to hit those same numbers that we've been talking about. Yep. yep. So, so we're in the right place at the right time. And mm-hmm. this is why I am so adamant on shouting it from the rooftops to yep. get people out of harm's way and impact even more yeah. thousands of lives this year and getting them into safe ground. And you guys make it's it huge. easy, easy yes, for do. people to find a safe haven. People love you. When you go to flyovergold.com, it's a landing page. There's a lot of great videos there. When you scroll down to the bottom, there's a place to fill out your information. 
What that does is it puts you in a position for someone from Dr. Kirk's team to get a hold of you. And when they do that, they're going to set up an appointment. And in that appointment, it's absolutely free. They're going to be able to answer all your questions, find out what you have, find out about your concerns, find out, find out about your what you're wanting to do. And they can help you to get out of harm's way when you go to flyovergold.com or you can call 720-605-3900. Don't wait. Do it today. Thank you so much, Dr. Kirk. Really appreciate your time. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what are you going to do about your finances? If you went back to 1920 and you had a $20 bill and you had one ounce of gold, you could go into a men's clothing store and you could buy an entire suit, the jacket, shoes, pants, wow. belt, everything. Today, what would that $20 bill buy you? It wouldn't, you couldn't buy a handkerchief for the $20 bill, but that one ounce of gold would still buy you. Even today, it would buy you an entire men's suit, shoes, belt, pants, jacket, everything. That's the difference. But today, that change is happening faster than ever. And we know a guy by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott that we've known for over 25 years. He has two PhDs. This is who we're actually using. This is who our friends and family are using. And he's a guy we trust completely. And in today's era, you need somebody you trust. So go to flyovergold.com and learn how to protect yourself against an inflating dollar. For more great content, go to flyoverconservatives.com.